When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. By the way, you know, the realignment with the Big Ten, um, I don't think folks realize. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That the Big Ten is going to a one big mosh pit of a standings like the Big 12. Earlier on the show, Prime Video TNF analyst Andrew Whitworth, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, recording artist Jason Derulo, plus latest news and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. One in studio, guest out, another one in. Andrew Whitworth leaves, and I have a friendship bracelet from him that he made um, at 2 in the morning at his uh, hotel provided by the Bezos company. Um, with Fitz, with, with Ryan, Fitz, Fitz, Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick and him. Uh, I mean, I think together they have as many children as Philip Rivers, and they, they put together a little arts and crafts. Because I guess each hotel that is being filled up by either Amazon Prime analysts and uh, producers for their annual uh, meeting prior to the season, or folks who are coming to Los Angeles to see Taylor Swift, she is in night five of a six-show week at SoFi Stadium tonight. Susie and Zan went last night. Are you going tonight? I am not. Oh. I took I took Cooper to uh, Angels and um, and Giants last night. Nice. Uh, but at any rate, uh, Jason Derulo is going to be here in studio. Um, Fifteen rules for living your dream is what he's uh, given you in his new book. Sing your name out loud. I can't wait to ask him what's the longest concert he's played. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, again, Susie said on at eight twenty last night. Off at eleven fifty ish, fifty five. Out. And there's some opening acts too, I think. Yes, but I mean, uh, honestly, if the Rams kick off at eight twenty, which they'll never do, it'll always be five twenty. You know, I, probably she went on longer than the Rams do usually in that stadium with the Chargers. Obviously, my bad. Also, um, it feels like if you haven't gone or don't plan to attend this concert, you're the biggest loser on earth. Like, well, I mean, it's like a you, religious experience for is, everyone. Uh, it ain't easy to saying. get. It's not easy to get tickets. The tickets are insane. You know, I feel you like gotta, I've been to the concert enough times, seeing everyone's Instagram stories. You, you got to pull strings <laughs> to, is, to is get someone, to this thing. As someone who was offered a ticket and turned it down, I do not feel like a loser uh, for, for not going. I, gotta I don't know. Speaking of which, Terzo and I is on the program. All rise! Wow! All right, Terzo, in perfect timing. Terzo, did you end up going to see uh, Taylor Swift or what? Uh, no, Rich actually got the ticket donated, which okay. ended up being pretty awesome. Good for you. Uh, but it's but it sounds like uh, TJ, we could have had friendship bracelets, dude. <laughs> it's the only thing I missed out I on, missed Terza. Out. Honestly, out. you should see this. It's it's very nicely done. It's it's done literally by a man pushing forty at two in the morning. Um, but uh, other than <laughs> that, of you at two in the morning while making I, bracelets. I did think of that, saying I'm going on the Rich Eisen yeah. show in the morning. Maybe I bring Rich a friendship bracelet. So eat your heart out, Glaze. You probably don't have one of these from Wit. So, <laughs> so what, what's on your mind, Terzo? Oh, that's absolutely awesome. So uh, just kind of going back to what you were, uh, were talking about in hour one with, uh, with the Niners and kind of how, you know, the fans at times kind of turn on how we perceive Trey Lance. I was never a big fan of that pick. And I think a lot of the angst that kind of comes with that is giving up all those draft picks. But I also did pick him to start the season over Purdy because I just didn't think Purdy was going to be healthy enough yet, just given that injury. And so as a, as a diehard Niner fan, I just want to see a healthy team and see all three of those guys compete. And whatever happens, happens. But I just want, you know, I want to have Trey Lance have an opportunity. But if he can't get onto the field, it's what it is. No, and 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 honestly, the, it has to be. And thanks to the call, Terzo. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, one of our longtime listeners and longtime callers and diehard Niner fans. And uh, uh, 
look, I don't know how this is going to play out for Trey Lance. All it looks like is he is not getting the opportunity that's normally afforded a third overall pick made by a team that traded a ton of draft capital to go and get him. Normally, when a team moves all the way up and uses an insane amount of draft capital for someone and chooses a quarterback third overall, that kid is playing come heck or high water. And when he got drafted, he needed to have the time. He needed to get the start right away, but the team had the luxury of having Jimmy Garoppolo there. And if you recall, when his career began, just to reiterate, he was kind of like the red zone quarterback. In his rookie season, he was the first Niners quarterback to throw a touchdown pass that season because he was brought in when they got in the red zone. And then as the season progressed, it was obvious this team was ready to win now and Garoppolo was the guy. Lance got a little bit nicked up. Remember, he got a start because Garoppolo couldn't start, and then he got nicked up again. And as the season goes along and the team is ready to win a Super Bowl and you have a quarterback like Garoppolo who's taken you to one before, you ride him. And they rode him all the way to the NFC Championship game, after which he said goodbye to everyone. Lance then was going to get another opportunity And got that opportunity and didn't look all that great in a monsoon in Chicago. And then the next week, see ya. Season-ending injury. Out comes Garoppolo, who, again, was supposedly done and finished. And this is a guy who didn't play much in Lance in his final year in college. And all you need to do is to see him get his opportunity and he couldn't stay healthy for it last year. And you have to wonder that was the window because you got somebody in Brock Purdy who showed last year he has what it takes. And so he's on a contract given to the last player in the draft is exactly the dream scenario. You've got somebody who can win a Super Bowl, it looks, on a contract that's not only a rookie contract and not only a seventh-round contract, it's the last player in the draft contract. That's the win. You've got three more years of contractual control on this guy. Of course you're going to run it when you got to pay Bosa and everyone else on that team. And again, that's the thing. I understand that there are people, and we, Chris, TJ, DJ Mikey D is in these nuts. When we saw him at the Super Bowl this year, he was dynamite. He was great. And you remember he made an, an impression on us and everyone else when he said, I'm not expecting anything. I haven't earned anything. I'm gonna go earn it. I'm going to go battle for it. I loved Purdy. I think it was terrific. That video went viral because fans of the Niners appreciated it. And I think fans of football appreciated his attitude towards all of this. But you get the sense this isn't going to be his spot. Unless the crazy things happen, like Purdy doesn't go because he's hurt. And Sam Darnold is there. And again, nobody's been able to answer the question for me. Donald arrived as Purdy Insurance or Lance Insurance? I think we can know the answer. It's to Purdy that now. Insurance. Yeah. And and again, I understand that fans might also push back from San Francisco saying, give the kid a chance. I, I'm not giving him less of a chance. He was our first guest of Super Bowl week. Yeah. After he played hardly a lick in the previous season. I'm I'm not denying him a chance. I'm just reading the writing on the wall, and I understand that fans would push back to say, this isn't like before. The like before was when the Niners changed coaches every year. 
this is a coach and a general manager that has built a team that can insert somebody like Brock Purdy and win with him. So they're going to. So I'm not denying him anything, and I hope he does get a chance. But this is a team that's trading nobody. <laughs> they went down to the – they went, again, they went down to Christian McCaffrey and then Brock Purdy with one arm after Josh Johnson. Okay, they were literally on quarterback five, who was McCaffrey, and then quarterback six, who was quarterback three, but with just one arm. <laughs> It's not good. Lance Garoppolo, Purdy, Josh Johnson, McCaffrey, and then one arm Brock Purdy. That was their quarterback depth chart last year. So I think the writing's on the wall is what it looks like right now because the unless there are some injuries over the next couple of weeks, heaven forbid, in preseason, that could completely change. Because, again, if I went on some 49er quarterback depth chart soliloquy before their first preseason game last year, I'd have been like, well, Garoppolo's going to wind up on Seattle. They got to release him, and Seattle's ready to pounce because they're not going to the season with Geno Smith, who turned out to be the comeback player of the year, not coming back from injury, but just the bench. Lack of opportunities, which is what it appears Trey Lance currently has, unfortunately, to deal with. Trey Lance is a new Geno? Lack of opportunities. Hopefully he will get him. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. One other thing I want to hit before Jason Derulo comes out here. Crazy season. Eric Bieniemy, as we all know, a longtime assistant with the Chiefs, and we're all wondering, why isn't this guy getting a head coaching job? And because normally a guy who's a coordinator or integral in the offensive install, because again, Andy Reid always has that menu in front of him, but an integral member of the offensive install of a championship team normally gets an, uh, an opportunity to head coaching jobs. And again, the Washington football team slash commanders gave him an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator, a play caller, a man in charge. And the thing that I was telling everybody when he got this gig is you best not be thin-skinned, or sensitive around this man. Eric Bieniemy tells you what time it is every second of the day. I will never forget. I bring it up all the time, so I'll repeat myself. Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Mm-hmm. Soon to go in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. If he Has he formally retired yet? Good question. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Uh, when he was on the Minnesota Vikings and being the dominant guy that we all know him to be or have been, um, we went behind the scenes. And Eric Bieniemy was a running backs coach lighting him up. And we saw that in the feature. And I turned to Marshall Falk. And I looked at him. And he knows because we would frequently communicate without saying words. He knew what I was thinking. <laughs> and he just started laughing and nodding his head. And I'm like, is that like, what's up with that? And he goes, that's the enemy. He will light you up. That's what he does. And apparently that's what he's doing with Washington commander players. Ron Rivera saying today that players have come up to him and basically said, essentially, talk to him. Yeah, right? WTF, bro. Like, <laughs> can you talk to Why our is coach this guy here? screaming at me? And... Um, Ron Rivera, I mean, this is, a, this is one of the top stack items on every website right now. <laughs> that Rivera, Ron Rivera is saying today that players are quote-unquote concerned by Eric Bieniemy's intensity. And it's just like, well, I guess they didn't talk to people around the league, you know, when he came in. And Rivera said, I have a number of guys come to me and I, and I said, hey, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you as they go and they talk and they listen to him. It's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. Enlightening is, you know, sometimes uh, when you take a, you know, a lighthouse light and just shine it on a piece of paper that you need to see something on. Like that will burn a hole and he's burning holes. And... Um, Eric Bieniemy was asked about this 
today. And the third person alert. Oh, geez. Is on. I'm always going to be loud and I'm always going to be vocal. I'm always going to demand from our leaders. But on top of that, I'm watching everything. Okay. Body language. How we address in the huddle. How we're getting up to the line of scrimmage. How we're presenting ourselves. Those things are important because you got to send a message to the defense. And so I want our guys to clearly understand that we're not taking anything for granted. So when it's all said and done with, do I spend time with players? Yes. You guys have been here. You see me pull players over to the side and have long discussions with them just so we're all always on the same page. So Eric Bieniemy is, is who he is, okay? Eric Bieniemy knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach, but also understand I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. Because I got their back and I'm going to support them at all times. So we'll see if it works. Again, uh, 21st century individuals don't take to that sort of hard-edged coaching. Man, Mahomes can. Mahomes also... You should leave it at that. You got the best player in the NFL who was able to deal with it and they won so maybe you should go if Mahomes could take it they became champions well Andy and Reid was also the one who sat next to him sitting on top of the Gatorade jug while Mahomes went back to the bench when he was a young kid I'm sure Biennemi was in his ear but I'm sure Andy Reid's like I got this Rivera's a defensive guy he's handing it off to Biennemi and the rest of the offensive staff with Sam Howell and as you know with Sam Howell, if this is a coach that puts your hair on fire, there's a lot of it for Sam. You know, Sam it's, actually, like, it's like kindling on top. Rich, Sam actually cut his hair. I just saw a picture. Did he really? Yeah. I was, it's a little no, bit. No, we got to update. Then we got to update. Then they got to go to the NFL wow. with their official it's headshots little, and get like a new one. We got to get a new one. on the side. I saw it okay, on let's go. Friday. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I think We got to update it. I think Washington's going to be on the clock soon. See, I, I it's, <laughs> this is why you're perfect for overreaction Monday. I mean, of course you do. dude, McLaurin and the rest of the team, so what? they have a ton of weapons. And, <laughs> and this is a coordinator who knows how to employ. The question is, can he do the play calling in the middle? Like Reed did much of the play calling. It's I think that's an obvious development here. And. The commanders are the ones who gave uh, giving Eric Bieniemy this shot, and he clearly is who he is. And we will see if this young quarterback will take to it, because it is a baptism, and there is a fire, and he's bringing the fire. And here we go. And this is going to be a full-on conversation for Ron and every single one of them if they do not perform well early on in the season or midway through. And they have a decisively, hands down, winnable game in the mind's eye of so many um, football fans. I guarantee you, again, this is something that let's just say um, is a dicey thing for me to discuss on NFL Network. Uh, Even though rules have changed a little bit, I'll discuss it here. You take a look at the week one schedule. What's the name of that show um, that uh, Jeff Probst hosted for all those oh, years? Survivor. Survivor. Okay, yeah. Let's yeah. just say, okay. And wh- what do you do when you uh, go swimming in somebody's backyard? You jump in a pool. Okay, pool. let's just say you put those two things together. Yes, sir. And you have to choose yes. a team that you believe yes. is going to win. Now you're speaking my language, In week Rich. one. Week one. Tell me outside of the Ravens at home against Houston. That's going to be a 90% pick. Tell me Ravens at home against Houston. Outside of that, you want to get cute. What are you looking at? Minnesota home against Tampa. What else are you looking at? Well, you're looking at Washington home against Arizona. Bingo. Colt McCoy situation. Bingo was his name-o. And so I'm... Saying that's a week one where everybody, certainly in the mid-Atlantic, the new owner, Magic Johnson, will be there. Okay? And and uh, that's, a, that's a dub. 
They struggle putting points on the board. It's already going to be on and cracking before they go visit Denver, home for Buffalo at Philadelphia. They best go 1-0. and That's all I'm saying. And again, these are the way things get, lids get on a boiling pot. But to sit here and say they're on the clock, that's, I will not say that. Let's see what Eric Bieniemy does. He is clearly one of the guys who isn't touchy-feely. He's old school. And Rivera has brought him in and given him an opportunity with a heck of a car, although driven by a first-time driver. So, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Jason Derulo is here, everybody. Let's go. All right. Let's talk about music and then, of course, getting some help from him if you need some. Sing your name out loud. 15 Rules for Living Your Dream. The very popular Jason Derulo on The Rich Eisen Show next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's one of the most popular recording artists out there. Sing Your Name Out Loud is the name of his new book, 15 Rules for Living Your Dream. Thrilled to have here uh, before the radio audience returns. First of two times, I introduce this man, Jason Derulo. Good to see you, Jason. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, man. How you doing? We're thrilled to have you here. We were all talking like, okay, Jason Derulo's coming here. I'll be be straight up. The only people more excited than us might be my kids. (laughs) Seriously getting some dad points today. I love it. I love it. No question about that. I got a 15, a 12, and a and uh, and they listen to your music all the time. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. Please tell them I said hello. I will do that. I will do that. Boy, I got points now um, <laughs> for sure. Um, so uh, how did you uh, – so you're from Miami, right? Is I'm that where from you're Miami, from? Yep. Okay, so who was your, your idols growing up? Yeah, man. So I was a, I was an arts kid, but the, the thing that got me into music in the first place was Michael Jackson. I saw Michael Jackson on the TV for the first time, and I was like, that's, that's what I want to do, yeah. you know? Um, so I was four years old and like literally never looked back, started writing songs at eight years old. Um, and then I got my first writing placement when I was 16. Uh, and then I started to to write in the music industry and built a name doing, you know, writing, being a ghostwriter in the industry. Right. And then uh, then I got my chance, you know, in, in 2009, I released my first single. Well, before you get deeper into that, so you were an eight-year-old writing music? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was this girl in my class that I liked, and I was like, I ain't got no money. What am I going to give her? So I was like, uh, let, me, let me write her a song because yep. um, it was free. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I never ended up singing for her, but it started the, the, the journey. So it was, the, it was uh, puppy love is what you're saying? That was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she sat right in front of, right in front of me. Okay. Her name was Amy. And it was, yeah, it was definitely a puppy love situation. Does Amy know this? 
Uh, she does now. <laughs> well, on behalf of everybody who loves Jason Derulo's music, thank you, Amy. Appreciate that. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network with uh, the author, if I may call him that, uh, of Sing Your Name Out Loud. I'll hold it up one more. There it is. 15 Rules for Living Your Dream, the great Jason Derulo here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you knew when you were a kid, and again, that's what's great about this book is you talk about your inspiration and your upbringing and, and yeah. how you became uh, the megastar that you are right now, um, that uh, you knew early on that music and singing and recording is what you wanted to do. That's what that's yeah. basically it. I mean, I mean, I was I was lucky in that I knew what I wanted to do very early. I mean, the, obviously, the more time you have, I mean, the better chance you have, obviously. Right. Um, but it's never too late, and that's why I really wanted to write this book because, I mean, there's a lot of dreamers out there that are young and that are giving up their dreams for you know, grad school or what they think like the norm is and that they have to do. Right. And I feel like, you know, everybody should go after what their passion is because when you're able to do what you love to do, and you guys know this, right? Mm -hmm. When you're able to wake up in the morning and look forward to what you do, it's not as hard to work hard. You know, you get to put more hours in and it does, it's not as painful. You know, there's also, you know, a lot of uh, older dreamers out there that I feel like it's too late. So I was like, what if I wrote <clears throat> some sort of handbook mm -hmm. Uh, for those people, you know, who just don't know how to start. Mm -hmm. Sometimes starting is the hardest thing in the world. It's just like, today's the day, I'm, I'm about to roll up my sleeves, damn, but but what do I do first, you know? Um, and if I had a uh, some sort of a handbook when I was a kid, I would um, I would have bumped my head a lot less times, you know? Um, so that was the reason. Yeah, and number one is it's a perfect first rule, take risks. I mean, and because I get a lot, Jason, from people asking me how I got started to yeah. be able to sit in front of a microphone and behind a desk. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of hard work, but I had the same thing, too. It's just like, how am I going to do it? And so many yeah. people get caught up on how they're going to eventually find the path as opposed to just getting started on sure. it. And I know that sounds easy, but the first thing is to just realize, you know, who's stopping you? Yeah, that's real. Other than potentially yourself, right? I mean, like, it, Absolutely. It, it's the truth. It's a fact. So the first time you tried it, again, you you said you were just writing as an as an eight-year-old. Yeah. When was the first time you, like, said, screw this, I'm really going to start singing, I'm going to figure this thing out? Like, do you recall when that moment was for um, you? Jason? Yeah, I, I was really young, man. I, I really was. And uh, the fact that I knew what my path was, um, I think that was that was the first step. The other big thing for me was speaking things into existence. So my mother, um, she, uh, a godly Christian woman, yes. um, she always used to tell us, be careful of what you say, you know, the, the power of the tongue is, is just really, really powerful. Yes. Um, so she would say things like, uh, this dessert is to live for, as opposed to this dessert is to die for, you know? So I, I caught on to that. Right. And I started to speak things onto my life and I so much so that I started to believe them myself, you know? So like, it was not like, um, my dream one day is to be a star. It was like, Oh, I'm going to I'm going to make music. I, the world is, is going to sing my songs. Mm -hmm. And I think once you start speaking to the trillion cells in your body, your body starts to listen and, and you start morphing into the person that you want to become. Two things you just said there. First one, you, you guys know him just as well as, as I do. Deion Sanders is another Florida individual, although he's yeah. from the West Coast of Florida, not South. Mm -hmm. um, he says all the time, I, say, I, I love you to life. Yeah. I love that guy to lot. I mean, he says that uh, all the time. Yes. He never says I love I love him to death. He mm -hmm. uh, honestly, he says that all the time. Yeah, and so and speak life into, into he, his, he life. says that absolutely all the time. Okay. And then so when when was the what was your big break? The moment where okay, you knew like this is either lightning is struck, your lottery ticket's been punched. You, was there a moment for you, Jason? There's many moments. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of big breaks in my life. I think the first big break was uh, when I got my first writing placement because that was like, oh, you can like really do this, you know? Um, and then my next one was when I, I got a, a pub deal in Los Angeles and I got a record deal. That was like my next big break. I was 18 years old. I moved from Miami, Florida, moved to LA, you know, mm -hmm. moved my whole life out here. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, a really crazy time in my life because, you know, I, 
I got $40,000 and I thought I was rich at that point. <laughs> I got a condo that was way too expensive for me, but I was like, I am going to make sure that I make the money so I could pay for this condo. My mom is like, what are you doing? You can't afford this. I'm like, ma, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, Mm. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact in the back of my mind, I was like, I know I got to work hard so I can pay for this thing. So that that was my next big break. Then 2009, I released my first single, which was a song that I actually wrote for Sean Kingston called "What You Say," and uh, his label turned the song down. So we were like, oh, well, this could be my first single, and then we put it out in 2009, and it became the biggest song in the world. And then that was my next big break. There you have it. So. I love that story. So you were always about the lifestyle is basically what you're saying. I mean, Jason. I mean, as, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that crazy. I mean, it was it was, no, only, just it was saying, only, hey, at that you, point. It was only like thirty five hundred a month. But like, well, I mean, you only have forty thousand in your pocket. I know under your mom is saying that to you. Yeah, but you also facts. had some confidence. and You're like, this, there'll, there'll be more where that comes from, because I I feel fully confident. And so sure. um, Jason Durillo here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, having been fortunate to do what I've done for a while, mm -hmm. virtually every athlete wants to do what you do, and many people who do what you do wants to play sports in any way, shape, or form. You yeah. said early on that you you were an arts kid growing up. Did you yeah. ever try to do sports, or you just said, you know what? I was pretty serious about basketball, man. Um, I uh, In high school, mm -hmm. um, I went to a very, very uh, competitive high school. It was Dillard High School in uh, Miami, Florida, which is ranked in football, ranked in basketball. We were the number 14 um, uh, basketball team in the country. Yeah. Um, so it was a really tough team to make. And then when I made it, I, you know, I just really spent all of my time and energy into basketball. And then I became one of the better players on on the team. Point guard, shooting guard? What were you? Uh, I was shooting guard. Okay. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, it, like I got to choose one. Mm -hmm. I can't spend you know, uh, half my time playing basketball and half my time on music. Mm -hmm. I have to pick a, a route because it's really hard to be great at two things, you know? Um, so I, I uh, put basketball aside and I was like, I'm going to okay. go full force with music. And uh, my coach was like, I thought you were going to be the one to make it, actually make it out of here. Really? Um, and he was like, it's, it's because of your work ethic. It's because like, you like, because me, it was like, I always was the first one there. I was the last one to leave. I I uh, came first in like every 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 like long distance thing that we did. So it was I was never the highest jumper. I was never the fastest on the team, but I was always the hardest worker. And I think those are the kinds of people that always make it. What's your best night on the hardwood then? What's my best night on the hardwood for Jason Derulo? Uh, Come on, give me a stat line. Yeah, uh, got, 14, 14 points, uh, three assists. Okay. Um, uh, two rebounds was my, my, like, okay. My best night. Okay. So I think you chose the right profession. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know I mean? I thought you'd be like, Hey, we had Tim McGraw here last <laughs> right. two weeks ago, you know? And he's like, Oh, 50. By the way, I didn't even get the, the question out of my mouth. It goes 54 points. Damn. And he said he had the flu. Like, I'm like, like Jordan? You had the flu like Jordan? Yeah, you weren't here. Yeah, yeah I know. And no three-pointers back then. Yeah, no three-pointers back then either. You had no wow. threes. There was no three-point line. That's insane. Hey, you know. And he was 5'9". He might have not chose the right. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. So, but you chose the right profession. Yes, for I sure. think. So how many, how many athletes must come up to you and... And you got one that's come up to you that loves your music that you love meeting oh or you've gotten the chance I mean, to meet. Uh, a your... couple are my are my favorite. I mean, um, one I got to spend uh, uh, quite a bit of time with Kobe in, in China, um, uh, which was you know amazing for me because you know I, I grew up watching Kobe. That was like my my time, right? Of course. Um, and you sure. know somebody that I really looked up to, so I got to spend some real time. And I'm with him in China when, uh, you know, we're doing like all the uh, the uh, World Cup things right. with, with basketball. Right. But um, also uh, Michael um, had me come down to uh, uh, this 23 event that he was putting on. And uh, we performed and he comes up to me. He's like, Jason, my favorite song in the world is Cheyenne. And Cheyenne is not one of like my big hits or anything. It's an album track that not very many people would know about. And I just thought that was so cool because it's not like he came up to me. It was like, I love Talk Dirty or I love It Girl. Or I love like, you know, one of these big songs. He was like, he picked one of the album because I was like, this is a real moment. 
This is Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, just returning to Kobe, did you, because again, uh, a book like this is exactly the sort of stuff he would tell you to do. Yeah. You know, did, was there any Mamba mentality that he imparted to you or in any moments there in China when you got a chance to chill, chill with him that you um, gleaned from him or anything like that? I, I... I got the drunkest that I've ever been with Kobe Bryant, um, and that's one of my my uh, my greatest highlights of my life. Okay, because I I was the drunkest because he doesn't have to do anything. So we sitting there chopping it up, I'm mm-hmm. um, having dinner like we would, and then after every drink that he takes, he hits my glass like like really like like aggressively, bow, and then my my glass just kind of like shakes and it like moves towards me. And I'm just like, bow, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're both Virgos. We're both very competitive. This was my night to show Kobe how to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm the rock star here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you play basketball, but I do this. So this, is, this, is, this is the words that I'm telling him. He was like, he was like, I put Shaq to shame. In the back of my mind, I'm like, well, damn, Shaq is a big, a big You drinking Shaq under the table, that's pretty serious. Um, but I'm not, I'm not showing that on my face at all. I'm like, okay, of course I'm a rock star. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. We drink. So I'm hitting his glass back. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. But it keeps going and going and going. And after like, I'm 16 shots in Jeez. the rest of the night became a blur. <laughs> yeah. right? and, then all, and all I remember is riding home and having to stop the vehicle like Five times on the way back to the hotel because I had to throw up on the side of the road. Um, but that's the mama mentality. Blackout mama. <laughs> yeah. Blackout mama. How about that? You got he got to win by any means necessary. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, the guy is known for putting up a multitude of shots. I would have. Uh, I'd have counseled you against that <laughs> had I been there. Uh, what a story. I mean. What a story, man. Yeah, man. What a life that you are, you're living, and it's so blessed. Um, sure. So uh, what is next for you? Like, what do you what do you want to do here? Um, um, obviously, you've accomplished so much. you now got a book, which is, yeah. this is the ultimate. They can't take it away from you. Like, this is on the shelf forever. Yeah, uh, So congrats on that. Thank you very uh, much. What, what's next for you, Jason Derulo? Um, so I've been doing a lot in, in the uh, the business world. I'm, I'm really excited to actually announce that um, I have a volleyball team. Um, it's a it's a women's volleyball league called uh, Women's Pro Volleyball, mm-hmm. and uh, have a team in Omaha with my partner uh, Danny White, uh, which which I couldn't be more excited about because volleyball is one of the sports that actually the women lead, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, women women uh, get more viewership. People are coming to the women's games more than they come to the men's games. Um, so when you play college volleyball in America. What's next for you is that you have to go overseas to play pro volleyball mm-hmm. until now. Now we actually have a pro volleyball league, and I'm, I'm so excited to be you know, a small part of, of what these incredible women are doing. Sports ownership yeah, for Jason Derulo. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> you must have some people you can – I mean, Michael. I mean, you can reach out to a whole bunch of people for that sort of uh, thoughts on, on, on doing that. For sure. So Omaha, Nebraska yeah. is where you're, you're owning a, a team in, the, in this volleyball, professional volleyball league. Did you – ever play volleyball yourself? I did play volleyball for a short stint. So, okay. so, you know, when you play sports in high school, um, you know, there's a, a, a time period where there's just nothing going on. And then that's when like all the athletes like go and play volleyball. Mm-hmm. But th- I had the time of my life playing volleyball. All three of my kids, 15, 12, and 10, the three individuals, Xander, Cooper, and Taylor, with whom I'm getting huge daddy points for chatting with you and having <laughs> yeah. you on the show. Uh, they all played volleyball this past spring. Loved it. I loved watching it. I loved yeah. seeing it. I loved watching them succeed when they when they would serve and get a point. Oh my God! Like it was mm-hmm. truly a remarkable moment. Um, it's a fun sport to watch, and it's a great team sport. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. man. And when I played, you know, I thought I was I thought I was something, and then I went to go play with um, um, some girls in Omaha. <laughs> And I realized really quickly how, how terrible I was. <laughs> I was about to say they kicked your ass pretty much, yeah, huh? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, like really, really badly. And the, the sad part about it is they were really trying to like get me to like score and like do stuff. You know, they're like, Jason is here. So like, let's come on. Like, you know, yeah. like show him a good time. 
but it was bad, man. It was pretty brutal. Well, I was about to say, the Kobe story, this story, you pride messes with your mind quite a bit, I think, <laughs> when it, it comes to this sort of thing. It okay, does. fantastic. And do you have any professional sports teams that you follow or you're interested yeah, in? I mean, I'm from like? Miami. So, okay. you know, all, all of my Miami guys, you know, I'm, I'm you know, rooting for, for my Dolphins, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Heat, my, my, my guys did really well think last they, season. Last two. I mean, they, they make it all the time further than yeah. anybody expects. Is Jimmy yeah. Buckets a, a Jason Derulo fan or J- Jimmy um, Butler? I've actually never met Jimmy Buckets, man. Oh, we need um, to change that. Which, which, yeah, we definitely got to change that because that's my guy. Like, I root for that guy all the time. And, and you know, I really don't like the way people talk about the Heat. Um, when, when you have the floor. Talk, Go for it. When people are talking about the Heat, it's always like some, like, backhanded uh, compliment. It's like, I can't believe they made it this far. Like, why can't you believe that? Like, we've done it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do we have to prove to you that we've, you know, like, like we're doing the work and we are supposed to be here? I think next year is our year. The Heat way, you know? I mean, Coach Spolstra and obviously Pat Riley and all those guys. Yeah, for um, sure. In the last two years. Legendary. I know. They, they get there and unfortunately, they, you know, they, they run into somebody that, um, that takes them out, but... Um, I'm, I hear you. But next year, I'm, I'm going to be playing on the team. I, I, I came here to announce. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of announcements. We're going to be on that hardwood. And we gonna, uh, you know, I, I just want to come in and help my team. You know? Well, uh, you always have a place here. Thanks, if you're, you're part of this team now, uh, Jason. <laughs> I appreciate you coming in here. Again, this book uh, published on June 27th is out there for everybody to go follow. 15 Rules for Living Your Dream are enclosed in Sing Your Name Out Loud. Jason Derulo, at, of course, Jason Derulo on both Twitter and Instagram. What a pleasure to chat with you. Likewise. Come man. on anytime. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Right Thank here you. on the Rich. What a story about Kobe Bryant. Here yeah. I thought, like, yeah, he taught me this, that, the other thing. He just taught you. Don't come at the king. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Durillo here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Oh, was, what a what a fun conversation that was, that awesome. was right there. A um, couple more photographs from last night's uh, uh, Angels scoreboard oh, factoids. Go. Here we go. Earlier we saw how uh, uh, you know some of the Giants have some interesting uh, uh, food choices. Mm-hmm. This was a good one from uh, Patrick Bailey, the catcher. Favorite snack is peanut butter or anything with peanut butter in it. Just I, anything I or on it. Just anything with in peanut butter or on it. I'm with him. Like I, celery, and he put celery on the. I just love that, the that, that 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 it's it's a choice of the actual food stuff, and then in it or on it. In so or on. Peanut it. So it's a peanut butter cup. cup. I mean, I go peanut, peanut bread too, man. Chocolate. It's so good. Uh, uh, the pretzels, the pretzels with oh, in it. Oh, yeah. Last oh, thing on I, it. Oh, last yeah. thing I ate last night Ooh. was a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, man. Peanut butter is delicious. That's an interesting factoid. Deep in the bag. Peanut butter and jelly. Um, there, there's another one. Will, Wilmer Flores. Mm-hmm. My guy. This one right here uh, has admitted to being on Team Ross and that he believes Ross and Rachel were on a break. I saw that last night, Rich. I, uh, I'm also on Team Ross. I, I Instagram this one out saying that the uh, the Mets thought that about uh, Flores once upon a yeah, time, I, if I'm not mistaken. I find your tweet funny, by the way. Just so you They know. thought they were on a break. <laughs> I love that guy. Okay Remember that one? Yeah, later. he cried, man. Well, he and was the up. Mets kept him. I love that. Then they weren't on a break. Yeah, I thought we were on a break. <laughs> Did he get traded in the middle of a game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then and that's it, right. And he was told, and he, yeah. they pulled him off the field. Yeah, right? He was crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something I forget what it happened. It was him and Zach Wheeler, and Wheeler, I think, flunked it or something, wasn't it? 
I forget what. Right? I just know the trade didn't go through. Right. I have to. Like, and I thought the Mets again. were like, we thought we were on a break, but then you know. Good. That's a good joke. Thank you. Good joke. I just, I'm just wasn't working it. I'm working it. Well, I had a baseball game with What'd my What did you guys children. eat last night? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The nacho yeah. helmet? Come on. The nacho helmet. The nacho helmet. The nacho helmet. No. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio <laughs> Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. There was a guy at the Angels game last night eating a monster uh, nachos. That's it. Helmet out of that's the helmet, helmet. Yeah. like out of a helmet. I turned. I said that's to Cooper, it. "I'm like, turn around, man." The helmet. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, helmet but, by the way, it's not like a mini helmet. No, no, no it's, no, it's helmet. a full. It's helmet. like a legitimate yes. helmet. Yeah. Like, you could go. The take ice cream a, sundae is in the mini helmet. Yeah, yeah. You can Rocking take. It's all about the. Oh my god! Talk about gluttony. Do you really polish one of them off? No, I get the ice cream helmet sundae in the mini one, not the big nacho. I mean, the big nachos. That's helmet's the best. I mean, that's for a group. That's for you know whoever you're with. No, this dude was. Eating himself, himself. It's impressive. So it's also worth happens. You could have the helmet as a souvenir, though. Right. So even if you don't exactly. finish, and like I said, you go taking that bat with that thing when you're done eating it. And when, speaking of something else that I saw at the uh, stadium last night, um, you just mentioned Jason Derulo just left here, and your impression of him was uh, was what? Was it? it smelled amazing. Okay. <laughs> he does have a certain cologne. It was fantastic. I don't know. It's possible because he is a successful man uh, and a you know a two way threat. A singer and now an author, perhaps he's wearing Otani's cologne, which was on the scoreboard yes. multiple times last that's night. Re- that's real. Kose. Yes. Oh, yeah. He is here. It's Shohei Otani's wow. cologne. Oh, yeah. oh, I yeah. had no yeah. idea. You yeah. want to talk Holy about smokes. the stuff that they are? They had up on the screen. It's nuts. The cat. Food. Oh my god, dude! I took a photograph of that too. <laughs> the one, there it is. Shuru, Japan's yes. number one cat tree. <laughs> this was I on the scoreboard when we did the, did the over and I was over done. and over again. Oh man, I didn't notice that one. So Richard, you did, you, did you have more fun watching the game or taking well, a picture? No, of the I'm scoreboard. just taking in like what is the scene for Otani here? It's nuts. And they, they they are they are promoting his cologne. I, I have no that. idea. You know, you, they're, they're, I I looked it up. What is his cologne? Kose. And it's Kose, and uh, it's it's not just a cologne. It's apparently uh, a lifestyle it's choice, skincare oh. and stuff too. There yeah. it is oh, yeah, yeah. for body, mind, and spirit. How nice. do we not know about this? It's, need- uh, I looked at Shohei Otani is more than a uniquely gifted baseball player. His passion for the game yeah. runs so deep, the joy he feels he shares with everyone around him and basically his gift is like i smell great i pitch great i run great hit great i hit Hit great great. i smell great great. or is it in a different order you've got you've got to smell good yep to hit good Well, like dion you know says look good feel Feel good good, good, good. exactly it starts with the the scent right the scent of otani (laughs) um You know, he singled to start, then he stole a base, his 15th stolen base in game 114, set a record, broke Ken Griffey Jr.'s record last night for 40 home runs and 15 stolen bases in just 114 games, breaking Ken Griffey Jr.'s record for fastest in a season to 40 home runs and 15 stolen bases by three full games. Wow. And he doubled as well. He doubled last night on a ball, I believe, just out of memory serves because I was too busy taking photographs of interesting <laughs> facts on, on the scoreboard and, and his cologne and, and Japan's number one cat food. Cat Again, we're, we're just going to have to take them at their word. Um, <laughs> I do believe the ball was hit to the right of the second baseman. And he legged it out for a double. All right, I'm watching it right now. It's a grounder up the middle. It was a 106 exit velo yeah. and turned it into a double. 29 feet per second sprint speed. I have a it's photograph nice. of him rounding first and going to second. The reason why I have that photograph is because of the interesting factoid that was on the screen. The slam dunk Japanese sports manga series is his favorite comic. That's what's up there as he's doubling, as he's legging out an extra base hit, and he scored... Uh, the tying run, and eventually, uh, you know, the person who knocked him in, my buddy Mickey Moniak. I think Moniak is the one. No, Moniak is the one who uh, Renfro knocked him in. Oh. Moniak's the one who got the uh, the go ahead run for the Angels. Only, <laughs> yeah. 
The top of and the ninth. And this is again the top of the ninth. I mean, <laughs> you, so they they the uh, the Angels gave up six in the ninth. They were up three two and gave up six in the ninth Oof. and lost. So the bottom line is, when it all comes down to it, just to give you a full-on scope of going to an Angels game, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, potentially it doesn't matter, how many free pops of Shohei's cologne they're going to put up <laughs> or the fact that they are promoting Japan's favorite cat food for cats, I'm assuming humans, um, notice. Um, there, I also took a photograph of what looked like some sort of anime figure. The the race that, you know, in the Yankees and Yankee Stadium is about the subways that race, you know, the mm -hmm. dot races. Yes. It was Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man. Pac-Man wins. There it goes. I took that photograph. <laughs> uh, so so there's, there's, I mean, everything is geared towards not just Otani, but the Japanese fan that is coming to the game. Yeah. Okay. There it is, Sandland. Nice. Of the Banda Namco uh, uh, company that I think created Smith, uh, Ms. Pac-Man. And I do believe Dig Dug, I think, oh, as well. Dig Dug. I want to go back in the day. Yeah. I believe, I mean, I might not be completely accurate here. Well, just what, the fact that you brought it up. But what's totally accurate is this. It doesn't matter how much the Angels are catering to not only Otani's off-field sense and interests, and also the fans that are coming to the game, and then the dollars and cents that they're going to offer him if they're going to keep on losing games. Seven in a row. Now, eight behind the Blue Jays in the wild card race. And what did Phil Nevin told Susie last Friday? Trout's taking dry swings this week. Like he's got to take wet swings. We got to go. Like it's it's time. <laughs> he needs to be back. You know. And so yeah. that's what I was thinking. He was he singled, he doubled, he stole a base. He smells good, and he scores a run. And the Angels look like they're going to finally break their six game losing streak and then give up six in the ninth. And if he's sitting there going. I, I, I see that they're, you know, they're selling my cologne and, and the fans here at the stadium are bringing in dollars. And I'm bringing fans in 30-some-odd thousand last night on a Monday night. There were a lot of Giants fans there. But, man. Otani on sneaky triple crown watch. Of course he is. He's third in average, second in RBIs, and, of course, leads in Oof. home runs. And then there's his whole, you know, pitching stats. Come on. But... That's my coverage of Giants at Angels here on the Rich Eisen Show. A true professional. Thank you, sir. I bring photos with me. Not just of food. None of food. How about that? Oh, wait a minute. Cat food. My bad. Cat treat. Sure. Meow. Oh, my gosh. True.